Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. Good morning, Craig. How are you, man? Hey, my brother, Tim. What's going on? It's India Quinn, the mighty Quinn, pulling us into the episode again today. We haven't given her a shout out in quite a while, but India Quinn, great lady. We, she, we like having she her. She lives kind of right next door to Tim. Yeah, she in lives in Australia. Country, right? Yeah, she lives in Australia. <laughs> well, we are here today again. We've got a great guest in here, and I really am looking forward to this. It's all about communication. Title is business communication, but let me tell you a story, and that'll make sense when we speak with Mr. Mr. Sean here. But before we get going, are you okay today, Craig? You good? Ready to go? I'm not going to answer anything you tell me. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to look no. at Sean. <laughs> so our guest today is uh, Sean Lydon with Lydon Communications. Craig Lyson is on the other side. So it's like Lydon, Lyson, and Proctor. We could be like a law firm. Doesn't yeah, that sound like a law firm? Man. Just don't ask us any firm questions. We're in. So it would be an LLP <laughs> instead of an LLC. Is that going to work? Right. Okay. <laughs> Well, we do. Uh, again, I'm Tim Proctor here at GRP Studios in Longwood, Florida. And across the mic from me is... Craig Lyson with Info Growth. Info Vets Growth? App? Okay, I just okay. want to know, make sure that you knew it. Because I blurped <laughs> it. I blurped it. <laughs> and we are really pleased to have a gentleman in the studio who I got to know through a couple of venues. Uh, Sean Lydon is with Lydon Communications. I first met you, I think, at Toastmasters. And we're going to yes. talk about Toastmasters later on. But... You have been doing what you have been doing for quite a while. I'll let you, you'll be able to explain it better than I can, but you've got a long history since about 2013 yes. with doing what you're doing now. So give me a background. You're a musician, first of all. Let's get that out of the box. You're a musician. <laughs> you're a sax player. I am. We don't know anything in alto hey man, can sax. We, can or, we hire him out? It's, yeah. a, it's an alto sax. Uh, I play a 1938 U.S. Army-issued vintage Silver-plated Perfect. That Now, that's great because, obviously, this is Check Your Six podcast. Military. We're kind of a military flavor to it. So that's awesome. I did, I did not realize that. I knew you're a musician. I've seen you play a couple of times. Sure thing. And it's a lot of fun. So you're a musician. You're also a communicator. And communication yes. is what you're doing. So give us a little bit of your history, your background, and, and why you're here today. Sure thing. Now, I would say I'm a musician first off, but... Definitely uh, having fun playing the sax. How I got into the business I'm in, Leiden Communications LLC, is I've been a freelance writer, journalist for several years and was trying to figure out how could I build a sustainable business around it. I was full-time but still needed to provide for a family with two daughters and, and a wife. And what I was doing was... As I was writing for magazines, I would also take on some of these gigs to write for various entrepreneurs, CEOs, ghostwrite their speeches, articles, books for publication. And I started realizing, wait a minute, the strategies and storytelling frameworks and techniques that I developed as a journalist can also help these business leaders become more effective and persuasive communicators. So in 2013, that's when I decided, wait a minute, let's build a business around this. And that's how I started Leiden Communications LLC. We're a communications consulting company where we help entrepreneurs and executives tell powerful stories that sell. It could be their products, their ideas, 
and even themselves. And we do that in two primary ways. One is through one-on-one executive communications coaching, where we work with them on specific communication challenges, whether it's in sales, negotiation, working with employees and team development, and also do it through tapping into my roots as a ghostwriter of providing professional writing, high-end professional writing and ghostwriting services. That's awesome. And there's gonna, there's so much, there's so many ways I want to go with this today. But first of all, it's about communication. Okay. So you may not, you may know, I know you're not going to know, what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> Great movie. Do you remember what the movie was? I, it's not on the notes. I wrote it so you wouldn't know. I never read the notes. So the I first thing I thought of it. was the song that that started with, and now I can't even tell you. Guns the and Roses Guns did and that. Guns and Roses. That's Guns it. and Roses was a song, and they started with the line from the movie, one of the greatest movies of all time. Cool Hand Luke. Yes. Paul Newman. George Kennedy. Also, the sweatiest movie I think that was ever created, just because <laughs> with everything they did there. But Cool Hand Luke, yeah, is again that's that's the uh, director of the the prison saying what we have here, gentlemen, is a failure to communicate. Yeah, it's also not though. What we have here is a total lack of respect for the law. Do you know where that came from? I, I can tell you, it was for me because I wore a badge for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, we were we were both cops. It was like, yeah, total lack. No, that's Jackie Gleason smoking the bandit. That's what true. We have that's here true. Is a total oh, lack wow. of respect. But we're talking about communication yeah. today. I met you at Toastmasters, mm-hmm. and I was going to talk about this later. But tell me what Toastmasters has done for you <laughs> to help in your communication efforts. Sure, and two key things: it's reps and relationships. So on the rep side, it was actually a a year ago this week, I was leading an industry panel for a trucking conference up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I had my iPhone camera set up the way I did here, something I was going to go, you know what, I'm going to need to put together a recap for this. I'll go ahead and record myself as I'm leading this panel. It's the state of expedited trucking. I get up, I feel comfortable. And I'm thinking in my in, in my head, I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm Brad Pitt here. <laughs> I own the room. You own it." And I'm out there, and in my head, I'm just crushing it. Okay, and we're getting good, you know, very good audience response. We're getting good response from the experts that I'm interviewing on the stage. Well, as I'm heading back home on the plane, I take out the video and I start watching it, and I go. Good God, look at the, like, I'm, I'm, I walk like a duck as I go up there. (laughs) I'm swaying back and forth is so irritating to watch. I've got these verbal tics. And so here I am, I've written speeches for years. I critique clients on their presentations and speeches and help coach them through it. And I am committing all these things that I talked about, and it's largely because I wasn't developing my own practice. So I could okay. understand the structure of a speech and a story, but to develop that practice. That's where the Winter Park Toastmaster. that when I got back home, I was visiting Winter Park Toastmasters for the first time that next Friday. So, and, you, so you went in and said, hey, I, I, I need I to need help. reps. So it's writer help yourself instead of physician heal thyself? Correct. Writer help yourself. It, it was one of those things. If I'm going to be have empathy and understand what my clients are going through, 
then I need to get the reps and hone my own skills. That's where I saw it. And that second part, relationships, it was through that that I started picking up the saxophone again and developing relationships with folks in Winter Park Toastmasters that we would eventually form a band. And You guys are called? Double Clutch. Double Clutch. And Tim, those... Tim, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't we play instruments? No. Don't we play the spoons? No. Oh, man. I oh, thought we had... I thought we, we, we could play kitchen utensils. I can't even play <laughs> air guitar. I am... I am a... I really <laughs> love my son, and he have, periodically listens to the podcast. He's a drummer. Yeah. And he picked it up fairly, fairly quickly, mm-hmm. but he's the kind of guy that can pick up stuff just by listening to it. And it's just irritating. It, I've said this before. It's just tremendously irritating for those of us that love, I mean, really <laughs> love music. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, I can do this big deal. Doggone it, kid. Right. But he really is. He's pretty good at it. So line communications, you do a lot of work with the transportation industry. Why does that make a difference? You lied in communications. I wouldn't think, what does that have to do with the transportation industry? Well, it doesn't per se, except for the fact that that's the industry that I merged out of. You have the most experience with that. And I, I can understand that dealing with a company that dealt with trucking for the last 11 years of my work when I worked for somebody else. Yeah. for So I had a startup in the late 90s that, that failed. And... As I licked my wounds, I needed to figure out what to do to provide for my family. Two very young daughters at that time. So I started selling cars. And as I was, I I did that retail for the first year. And then I wrote a business plan for the dealer to go, you know what? It's great that you pay for all this advertising for people to come to the dealership. But 90% of business owners would not want to come to the dealership and would prefer to have that buying process a whole lot easier. Why don't we have it where I can go out to the businesses and make this process easier and sell, bring the dealership to them? So I started selling commercial trucks and did that for six years. And one of my marketing mechanisms to build credibility with the large fleets that would buy hundreds of vehicles a year from me was right. I wrote for the industry trade publications. So I got paid to write for the industry trade publications and use that as a way to get in the door with fleet managers. And it was from that experience that when I got out of selling trucks, I moved into being a journalist to that industry and and so moved on from there. So, yes, I do a lot on the transportation sector, but that's not the only industry that I work with, especially on the communications consulting side. What is... And we're going to talk about some other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. What is your passion? What what really is your passion? I've heard it. I know it from Toastmasters. Sure. What is your passion? Why are you doing this? My passion is entrepreneurs. The amount of courage and guts it takes to go out and essentially create something from nothing. Or if you've purchased a business, you're still having to take something and create a market for it to help it to grow, to do these different things. And you're constantly, at least this has been my experience, maybe it's not for every entrepreneur, but most entrepreneurs I speak with, you're constantly facing the barrel of failure. (laughs) There are different aspects and challenges that you're trying to work through. And my passion is what I don't want to see is unforced errors due to that, quote, failure to communicate. 
whether it's getting your message across where you're losing opportunities because your message is not clear, or you've encountered a situation where you've got an angry customer and you let your ego get in the way of your wallet. Entrepreneurs have egos? No. Really? They exist? We talked about that with the last guest we had in here. Yes. And we were talking about why entrepreneurs sometimes are so unwilling to talk to somebody to get advice, to get help. It, it's it's coming down to like they, everybody thinks it's competition. It, those are the people you want to talk to because people will freely say, hey, you don't want to do this. But yes. they're afraid to go into that person that has similar uh, activities that you're trying to pursue. And they think, well, he's my competitor. No, they're not. Those are those people that will help you get through all that hurdles. It, well, you've got that fear. And then you also have this sense of you feel like you're all alone and no one else is dealing with the same situations Correct. that you are, yet there are thousands of other folks. And if you just raise your hand, say... And how do they get those answers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they hire you. <laughs> you know, not necessarily me. There are lots of experts out there. But how do, you, how do you get those answers of what you're wrestling with? That's where you seek out other entrepreneurs that have gone through what you go through. Actually, what, score, what score came in here. Have, have you, have you, yeah, David Heinlein with score, and then Phil, Phil Zeman, Phil Zeman with Center State Bank. He's a mentor, I believe, mm-hmm. at score. Huge, huge resource here in Central Florida. That and the Small Business Development Center. Yep. Yeah, they all worked right there together. Yeah, the entrepre- natural they, they entrepreneur. They're, they're right across the hall from each other. When I started Lighting Communications 2013, I worked with the Small Business Development Center. They helped me with the business planning process, more as a sanity check. And then even this past year, I reached out to that same consultant, and I was in the situation of, okay, I've accomplished these goals that we set out back in 2013. I've accomplished these goals, but now I'm looking to take it to the next level. Can you help me here? Here are my thoughts. And being able to sanity check my ideas is incredibly valuable. That's great. We're going to come back in the second half and talk a little bit more about it. This goes really fast, so we may have to have you back again. But we're going to come back in and talk about that in the second half, I think. Yes. Yeah? Yes. You good? Okay. Slide it. Slide it. Okay. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. back again for the second half and if i can get this there we go how many crickets if i can get this thing to start this one two three online timer half the time doesn't work anyways we're back second half of the check your six podcast today our guest is sean lyden lyden lyson and proctor the new although we could have been you know we could have been we could have been dewey cheatham and how you know where that comes from oh god that's sean no (laughs) dewey cheatham and how Today, the Stooges, Three Stooges, had a great. They were they were pretending wow. to be lawyer, lawyers. Wait a minute, before we go any further, I just thought of something. He he was telling me his wife watches all these old shows. Julie must feed you all this information. No, <laughs> this is this is from from way back. But anyways, Craig, you're sitting across the table from me. How do people get a hold of you? My phone number is four zero seven seven five four five seven seven nine, and I will tell you to please go look at my website. It's vetsgrowth.com. 
and GRP Studios, Tim at grpstudios.com or grpstudios.com. And Sean, how can people get a hold of you? We didn't do that in the first half. How can people get a hold of you? Best way is via email at Sean, S-E-A-N, at Leiden, L-Y-D-E-N, communications with an S, dot com, or at 407-312-7627. And your business really is about communicating better. I saw a post, I believe it was, from Deanna Jones, Jones Adventure Marketing, and she posted on LinkedIn about people don't want to be sold. They would rather you tell them a story. Hmm. And I think that kind of ties in really well with you because yours really is tell them, tell them a story. So give me a story about why you do what you do. Sure. There's a HVAC contractor that I work with up in Atlanta, about a $6 million firm. And he had a, he had the six-figure proposal that had been sitting there with his client for about five, six months several months, and he was trying to figure out a way, how do I move this off center to get some sort of feedback? Either we're killing this deal or we're moving forward with it. What do we do? So I reviewed the proposal and I looked at it and I go, okay, I can see how this is written for your building engineer and, you know, it's good pricing. I could see why they would move forward with it. But it seems like that the barrier here is that the owner needs to understand why they need to move forward with it. So we put together what I call a story frame summary. So in addition to the actual proposal, here's a one-page summary that talks about five things. The objective, challenge, solution, outcome, and next step. I said, look, on the objective, you have to think about what the building owner's objective is. And in this case, they want equipment that's operating efficiently at the lowest possible operational cost. And he's also concerned about employee and tenant safety to ensure that there are no issues there that would impede their safety. So then you go to the challenge and you talk about, but here is what's keeping you from getting what you want. You've got this old equipment that is costing you much more to operate, talk about why that is, and also talk about the safety issues with the duct work and so forth that it brings to the employees and tenants. And what that does, when you talk about objective and challenge, is you're creating tension. And tension triggers the hormone cortisol. It's the stress hormone, right? So you're, you're creating this tension and stress that grabs that person's attention. They go, okay, this is what I want. I'm not getting what I want. How do I get what I want? That's where the solution comes in. Here's the solution that we propose. You outline what that project, what the equipment would do. Here's the investment in order to do it. Okay, so if you do this solution, here's the outcome you can reasonably expect. A payback period of one and a half years or whatever the payback period is. Reduced risk in terms of the safety issues. And what that could mean. So you help that person visualize what those possibilities are. So you've gone from tension, triggering cortisol, to the solution and outcome where you're triggering what's called oxytocin, which is kind of that empathy, that feel-good chemical that goes, ah, I got some relief. And they're associating that with the story that you're bringing forth to them. 
So you've presented that outcome. That last part is the next step. And this is where so many people get wrong. They'll normally, when they're sending proposal, let us know if you have any questions or concerns versus here are the next steps. If the scope and terms look good to you, send a quick reply or put your signature here or whatever that next step is. And then if there are any adjustments you'd like to make on this proposal, let us know and we'll make those adjustments. So now you've clearly laid out the next steps. And that's what a story normally does when you're telling the business story. You're, you're creating tension. You're bringing resolution. You're showing them what, what it can be if they apply that lesson. And then you leave. Here's the call to action to move forward. And when my client did this, within that week, that building engineer submitted it to the owner. Within that week, got to go ahead and he goes to the client. That letter that you sent us was what helped me sell the owner. So the client was able to help equip his internal contact, the kind of the spec buyer, to actually get the financial buyer to move forward on. So you basically, you identified a problem that the client didn't even know it had. And the, pro the problem wasn't purchasing the materials. The problem was overcoming the reason why I need to this. So you provide the problem that they don't know they have and then the solution for that problem. Correct. Because the issue is status quo, right? Why should I invest in this? Yeah. And so often when we encounter resistance, it's because people don't understand why they should make a change in the first place. Change oh. is hard. Yeah, people oh. don't like change. I think somebody else has said that too, I, right? I say that all the time until it's like change, nothing uh, nothing changes. Mm -hmm. and, and you're absolutely right. People won't do. They, they don't see the vision of what could be better. And if nothing's working, what do you do? You change. You don't just, oh, I guess I'm done. No, that's not the answer. Yeah, you're exactly right. Is that one of your greatest achievements? And before we go any farther, I got to tell you, you have two daughters, two lovely daughters. They're, yes. both, they're both UF? They're both UF. UF yeah, oh. one's graduating this well, summer. Well, no, because Christy, the, you, you met Christy out there, yes. the, the lovely, awesome Miss Christy Jones. She's a UF grad. So if it had been, we can understand, and this has nothing to do with anything today. I just want a mm -hmm. little bit of personal for you. If you have a Florida State student and a Florida student, they kind of give you a buy because, well, you can't make things right in both sure. ways. But if you had two Florida State students, I'm not sure we wouldn't have been able to have you in here. But since you've got two young ladies going to Florida, Sanav just totally alienated everybody up in, what, Tallahassee? So, so, so we might have, so is the Air Force Academy a graduate? Or no. is he? <laughs> so anyway, that has, again, nothing to do with anything. But what has been, what has been your biggest failure? What would you say has been your biggest failure in, in business or in, in, in anything? I've had numerous failures. My career has been forced by failure, but the biggest one was the late 90s, early 2000s. I had alluded to it earlier in our conversation. I had started a dot-com business one back of the, in the one day. One of the dot-coms and that big and giant. In Web 1.0, when there was this wow. little guy, a little-known guy named Jeff Bezos starting Amazon.com that was struggling and thinking, you know what, people are making it big and we can do this here. And I started a company basically would bring together journalists and PR agencies together and we raised close to 500,000 in angel money and wow all on a business plan and three founders learned a ton in the process but in early 2001 when the Nasdaq crashed the dot com era became the dot bomb era <laughs> And I realized that's, that's I need good. to step down. And I, 
I was 28 at the time. Our second daughter had just been born in 2000. I went a year and a half without taking a salary. So imagine someone, kids, wife, and going all in. We put all our savings, credit cards, all of that. And it, I had to walk away from it. And it was a huge, it set us back for a while. And that's what led me into when I was talking about before going into selling vehicles and that led me to the transportation sector. That big failure put me into becoming a voice in the transportation industry. I think what you're telling is you, there's so many variables through our, our careers that if you don't see what's happening where people may see something that you don't, and then all of a sudden you check into it, you're like, you know something, I, I think this could work. But yep. while you're learning, while you're learning, you're learning stuff that's creating your next venue in life. Th think about what I learned. I learned as I was sitting there selling these $30,000, $40,000 vehicles, I go, yeah, but I was used to raising $100,000 little angel rounds. Maybe I can, and I knew how to, you know, write a business plan. I knew how to communicate it. And I also learned about storytelling. I had a master class in storytelling because I didn't start raising money until I learned how to tell a story. And that was through a mentor of mine. He taught corporate governance at Kennesaw State University in Atlanta. And he invited me to his entrepreneurship, his MBA entrepreneurship class and said, he challenged me, he goes, Sean, I can tell your story a whole lot better than you can. I said, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm in this business all the time. He goes, no, watch me. So I give my presentation to his students. He goes, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Now watch. Oh. And I sat there. My mouth was just dropped. This guy, because he didn't, he didn't have the curse of knowledge. He didn't get immersed in the details. He just told what our business did from the perspective of who would be taking advantage of the benefits of it. Your target audience. We yes. talked, we talked about that before your target and, audience. And the, when I saw that, that changed everything. So yeah, I, we lost everything financially as a family, but I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for the lessons learned from that one. You're, moment. you're right. The more, and again, you don't want everybody to fail at everything you do, but you can only learn at failure. If everything is a series of success for you, what do you really learn? And I think that's sometimes what do you, we do a disservice to our kids. We don't let them fail yes. because we don't I'm want gonna, them. I don't I'm, want you to go through what I did. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to send you something when we get done with this. And, and it's exactly what we're talking about failure. And I have that in my office at home it sits right in front of me because of the exact same message that you're giving to all of us. You fail how many times to reach success? Yes. Yep. And I, there's a quote I saw from a gentleman that I follow from time to time that basically a setback is a setup for a comeback. And yes. that's a great statement if you really think about it. So what else? Okay. We've talked about failure. Yeah. Give me a success. What are you really in the last minute and a half here? Give me a great success other than you're sitting here today and you're helping us learn about how better to communicate. That's that's is this the peak of your success being on the Check Your Six <laughs> podcast? Woohoo! You've spoken to hundreds of people and thousands of people and you presented and now you got your challenge, Tim and I. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think the peak of my success was last month, June 10th. My wife and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. Oh, now see, that is a smart man right there. Well, here's the thing. For her to stay with me, 
with the failures I encountered so young and to be able to learn how to communicate and lead together to work through those issues, you can't, you can't learn that in any other type of laboratory or classroom. I'm, I'm right there with your brother. I, my wife has put up with me for so long. Mm-hmm. And when I told her in 2016, I can't do what I'm doing anymore, I'm going to step away. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah. And her mm-hmm. voice was, well, well okay. My, girl, my girlfriend told me, she, for, the first day she goes, you never, you never date better somebody better than you. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm the ugly one? What? <laughs> well, I, what? Go ahead. You know, I was going to say, I, you know, it wasn't until four or five years ago that this business got to the point where it could support our family entirely. And so she was the one as a nurse that came in and helped support us while I was getting us off the ground. Wow. And that's, again, that's so great. And actually what you said kind of ties into our tip of the day. Craig, this is about time. We're just about out of time. What is the tip of the day today? Really quick, really quick. Here I am looking about 30 inches from on that yeah. script that you wrote for the uh-huh. tip of yeah. the day. In the military, we have these great M16s, but we also have these 203s. So I can't read the script 30 inches away, so they gave me a 203. A 203 is a grenade launcher. I'll get somebody, but I won't get somebody with a single yeah, shot. So, yeah, 203s were great. We liked we liked those a so, lot. So what was, the, what was the tip of the day? The tip of the day is live in the moment. What is that all about, Tim? Well, and you alluded to it. You really can't reach your full potential until you, you learn to live your life in the present. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much guilt, you can't change the past. No amount of anxiety can change the future that you have. And it's impossible to impossible really to be happy where you're out if you're consistently unable to really fully embrace today. And a matter of fact, there's another movie quote. You ready for this one, Sean? You ready for that answer? Uh, I'm I'm bracing myself from here. from the from the ultimate. I think it was Master 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 Ishu or whatever his name was from Kung Fu Panda. Okay, great. This is great. This is a great. Sean, you quote. got kids. You know this. This is you should know this one. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. That's why they call today a present. You know, I just See, read how, that How somewhere. awesome is that I, from a did cartoon? You, that, did, you got that from me, did you not? No, that came from Kung Fu Panda, buddy. How long ago was that? I don't know, five, six years ago? Sean, how old are your kids? 20, they're, going on 22 and 20. Yeah, they're, they're oh beyond God, that. He doesn't look like that. I, I know. thought his kids were like elementary kids. He's a kids. youngster. He's a youngster. <laughs> but anyways, give people the information on getting a hold of you again. Sure. It's... Sean at LeidenCommunications.com or 407-312-7627. And again, Mr. Mr. Craig? It's 407-754-5779. Tim, what's yours? Tim at GRPR. GRPR. <laughs> yeah! Woo! Tim at GRPStudios.com, 8626882. Wow, that was a pretty that was a pretty epic failure. Finally, I got to. Woo. That's all I needed. I just, I, I threw it back at him. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sean, for being here today. Thank I have a feeling so we're going to have you back because there's some things I want to ask you about that we didn't get to today. You but bet. thanks you for being here. We'll check you out the thank next you time so much for having me on the Check Your Six podcast. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.